This is the Temple of Geek Cosplay Connection. Your inside connection to the world of cosplay. Welcome to another episode of Cosplay Connection. Okay, today I have a cosplayer that I cannot wait to introduce you to. I first learned about her on social media when I saw her gender bin Han Solo. I had to learn more about her, and since then I've become a fan of all her cosplay. I would like to introduce you to Jessica of Kimchi Cosplay. Jessica, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thanks for inviting me. Let me start off by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so I started cosplay about a year and a year and a half ago when I got back from teaching English in Korea and a friend invited me out to a convention and she had done cosplay for quite a long time, Afro Queen cosplay if you haven't seen her yet. And I was just so taken with it and she had done it for such a long time. I was like, okay, I have to try this. I love costumes. Uh, so I just kind of got into it and I've just been enjoying enjoying the ride ever since. Cool. So what was it exactly that maybe have got you into cosplay? Was it just like the style of the costumes or just maybe you saw people having fun getting the photos? What was uh, it? I think it was two things. One was I always enjoyed theater. So in high school, I loved getting wearing, getting to wear costumes and doing all that stuff. So that was one thing. And another thing is I just have way too many hobbies. Uh, I have learned how to crochet. I've learned how to, you know, work in the tool shed, like all that stuff. And for cosplay, it just kind of brought all of these different random hobbies that have nothing to do with each other um, together and kind of, I guess, focused my hobbying into a single goal. So for that, it worked really well for me. So ever since then, I've, I haven't been just randomly doing all these random hobbies for no reason. It's been kind of channeled into, okay, I'm going to make this cosplay for this con. <laughs> with these hobbies combined. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now, looking through your, all your social media, you know, you post all your different pictures of, you know, you have a wide range of different cosplays. How do, how do you come up with your designs? I It's kind of a mix of things. I sometimes get inspired by other cosplayers who've done the cosplay. A lot of it comes from artists. I love following artists on Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing. And I kind of like to doodle myself, so sometimes I'll just take ideas that I have on my own and doodle um, it up myself, but it kind of just comes from a range. Pinterest is really cool too, <laughs> um, but yeah. How many cons do you attend in a year? It kind of varies. Last year I went to uh, more than I thought I was going to just because I kind of had just a little bit more money to play with. This year I've been spending a little bit more money on cosplays, mm -hmm. so I'm not quite sure how many cons I'll be going to this year. Is it like um, a con to cosplay ratio? Yeah, it really is. Like, it's I have to strike up a weird balance, and it. I love traveling too. So this year I'm actually. Last year I didn't travel at all, but this year I'm actually traveling. So it's kind of, oh, a plane ticket or a con. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> have you ever got to compete in any of the cosplay contest competitions that they usually do at the comic uh, at the conventions? I haven't. I I don't feel like I make enough of my cosplay to do it because I like to kind of take bits and pieces from places. So one I'll buy off of Amazon, one thing I'll make. Um, I have another friend that designs costumes. So sometimes she'll jump in and help me. So I just feel like I don't want to take away from the effort that they're, the other competitors are putting into it. But I just enjoy going to and meeting people. And yeah. Now, if you actually made it a fully 100% original, completely your design, which is it something that you might consider? Um, I might. I, I made Kita from the Atlantis one all by myself. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know. I just I can't imagine entering it into a contest. <laughs> do you, Do you have any fun convention stories or horror stories that you'd be willing to share? Uh, 
actually, surprisingly enough, I don't have any horrible convention stories. Everyone I've met has been really nice, so I haven't met anyone horrible. That's good. And everything has run smoothly and on time, no car accidents. Uh, but maybe I'm jinxing myself. Knock on wood. Uh, oh, no. But yeah, it's just been <laughs> it's just been really great so far. So I guess maybe that's why I keep spending money on it. <laughs> okay. Are there any future cons that you're planning on attending? Yeah, um, this year I do have plans to go to Anime Matsuri, at least for Saturday, and I want to go to Comic Palooza in Houston mm-hmm. and Alamo City Comic Con in San Antonio. I'm still on the rocks whether I'll be in Texas for San Japan, which is also in San Antonio, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Cool. Well, like I mentioned earlier, I was introduced to your cosplay when I saw your Han Solo costume on Instagram. Um, how did how did you come up with that idea? Because it was kind of like a simple cosplay that you created. And I saw that you had a video that you kind of showed how to make it as well. Yeah, oh my god, I just love Han Solo. <laughs> He's just swag-defined. Um, I just, I've, I've always really liked him, and then I was going with a friend to Alamo City Comic Con, and I was like, okay, so I have to do something American-based, and I immediately thought of Han Solo, and his, I, I feel like if you're beginning in cosplay, something simple, more of the longs of daily wear is an easier place to start, and mm-hmm. then grow from there. So basically, for the Han Solo, it's an easy pants vest and shirt thing i think the biggest thing would be the holster which i kind of cheated on um but yeah so i just went from there since it was basic uh got jeans and just attached ribbon along the side i got a vest that i had bought from a secondhand store and i tried to dye it um and it turned gray so i went really last minute and i just straight spray painted it (laughs) nothing Um, like that yeah, I spray painted it black. Uh, the top was reused, and then for the holster, I just used a regular brown belt. So I'm I'm hoping to make it better and actually make a legit holster. Mm-hmm. My plans for that kind of went askew, but hopefully <laughs> in the future I I'll have it. How do you begin your design process? Do you just uh, when you're watching a show or something, you're like, I want to make that costume, and then you just yeah, kind of start from it there. Kind of- well, it was stuff – some of the stuff is, like, just stuff I've always had in my mind. So Han Solo is one of those things I just always really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for a recent Wonder Woman cosplay that I'm working on now, I saw a picture and I just fell in love. I was – because she has so many different forms. I was debating which one to do. And then I saw this one completely from right field I had never seen before. And I got so excited. So it's kind of maybe, like, mem- like fond memory, childhood memories along with uh, – just being really inspired by something I see and just getting way too excited about it. But yeah. Yeah. I think that kind of goes along the same, same um, question I was going to ask here. Uh, you know, cause you have this really cool aerial picture or that you took this costume that you wore at San Japan in 2016. Um, so, you know, when you watch these shows and cartoons, you're, you know, that's just, that's just it. You're like, okay, I want to be aerial. And then you just go for it. Yeah. Kind of. Well, I, I feel like with aerial, um, I, I, I love, in a sense, being girly, but I feel for, like, a lot of my cosplays, I like doing a little bit tougher version of them. So, with Ariel, I was thinking, oh, I really want to do her. I already have the wig, um, but I just want to do, like, a more version of Ariel. (laughs) So, um, the original plan was to make a Triton and stuff, too, so she was, like, king of the sea, but Mm -hmm. that ended up happening, so I just made the crown. But, yeah, it's just kind of... Uh, that stuff and because of money lately it's kind of oh looking at the stuff I have and then looking at the picture and going okay I have about 50% of that cosplay already I can do this how, how many costumes have you created over the years um 
I've done I ooh, Lord. Uh Han Solo, Sylveon, Ariel, Ash Ketchum, um Doctor Who. <laughs> uh I think it's I think it's still under ten. Under ten. I'm still kind of new, but it's getting to be over 10, I think. Well, then this next question might be easy for you since it's only 10 or under 10. Okay. How many, um, out of all your creations, which one do you think is your favorite? Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Well, do you have an hour? No. <laughs> um, I, I've always, I really like the Han Solo just because it's Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, like, I loved Kita just because... It was something I made completely by myself, 100% from scratch. Um, but I also really loved my Pack South costume, my Diva Scavenger, just because that skin of Diva is so badass and she is totally underappreciated. Um, but yeah, it's just like because I love all these different comics. Oh, Devil Dinosaur! I love Moon Girl comic, so that was just super exciting to do. So I, I, don't, I don't know if I have a favorite yet. Future Future cosplay maybe will be my favorite. <laughs> Fair enough. Let me ask you this then. Um, you're, you're still under 10. You're going to be making more in the future. Do you think you're going to keep all your costumes? And if so, do you already know how you're going to store them and keep them and and where you're going to put them at? Um, so the storage thing has already come up. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a guest bedroom right next to me. So I've been – I started really nicely storing them on hangers. And I went to um, – here's another tip for people that are getting into it. At Michael's or Hobby Lobby, they sell those photo boxes that are meant to keep photographs in them. And they sell them – I think right now they're doing uh, six boxes for $10. Uh-huh. I bought a bunch of those and I store like all the accessories for that certain cosplay or the jeans or the material for that certain cosplay in that box. And you're able to label them. So along with all my neatly um, hangered uh, cosplays on the side, I have all these photo boxes with these labels on them. But I think in the future I will end up uh, giving them away or selling them or lending them to friends because, I mean, what's the point of cosplay if you can't share it with people, you know? Mm-hmm. So what do you do outside of the geek culture? Do you do you have a job? Is this something that you want to pursue, like cosplay I... as a career? Or... <laughs> no, I have a cubicle job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my soul is crushed. Um, yeah, no, I do procurement by day, I'm a procurement buyer. Uh, I Yeah, I just have a cubicle job doing procurement buying during the day, which is something I'm not planning to do long term. Um, I just got a second job, part-time job, uh, in, in the evenings, which I'll be starting soon at a coffee shop. Because I've always wanted to learn more about coffee. I like coffee. And in the future, I want to open my own business. Uh, so I'm trying to learn a lot of new things at the same time. Cosplaying but, yeah. coffee. There's the name of your business. Uh, not necessarily <laughs> cosplaying, but it's something along the lines of that. And I'm I'm just really excited. It's a business plan that I've always wanted to do. I was even more amped up about it when I went to Korea. It's I it's just something I really love, and I feel like the convention crowd would love this kind of business too. So I'm just I'm working hard to make my dreams come true. <laughs> no cubicle for me, <laughs> but yeah. What would you say some of your fan favorite fandoms are? Obviously, Star Wars is one oh, of them. Oh, Lord. Uh, do you have another hour? I do. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, I, oh, man. So, I love, I do love Star Wars. I do love the whole comic DC Marvel fandom. I do like Supernatural. I love Stranger Things. I love Doctor Who. Um, oh, Lord, fandoms. Let me think. Harry Potter. 
<laughs> um, so we can expect to see a costume from each one of these fandoms here in the near future, right? <laughs> I I think I've almost done all of them because I've done the Doctor Who, I've done a, I've done Moon Girl, I'm doing a Wonder Woman, um, I've <laughs> I've done a Star Wars, <laughs> Stranger Things. Is that next? <laughs> no, um, but yeah. All right, so here's what I want to do at this part. I want to go ahead and I have a random question generator. And basically here at this time, I, I ask you five random questions. I just want you to just kind of answer them. None of them are bad. None of them are gross. They're just five random questions to kind of get to know you, okay? Okay, as long as you keep it clean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so first question it generates is, if you won a million dollars playing the lottery, what would you do with it today? Oh, boy. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> You know, that's, that's the biggest mistake. I think that's what everybody does wrong is they're like, hey, I just want a yes. bunch of money. And then they end up dead on Snap. Yeah, and there's this whole show on TV where they talk about people, they follow people who have won the lottery, mm -hmm. and their lives have gone to complete crap because people know they won the lottery, and this guy was like, oh, I had my car broken into six times because people think I just keep $1,000 in the car. <laughs> a bundle of money laying there. Yes, it's like crazy. Um, I think if I had the million dollars, though, for sure, that business would be opening up next month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, I'd love to buy my parents a house. Um, I think, to be honest, though, I feel like I would scroll away a bunch of it mm -hmm. just because it would be so great to not have to depend on a stable income. <laughs> just live by you know average means and make it really last. But I think a big thing, too, is I would love to go to Alaska and I would love to go to New Zealand and go on that Hobbit tour. That would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. So, second question. Are you clean or messy? I'm... I'm clean until I'm very busy. But when I when I get, like, super busy, my room gets a little bit... Destroyed? Mm, yeah, but then by the weekend, once I get that hour off, I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't live like this. <laughs> so then I start to – so I think my default is I want it clean. Sometimes it's just not doable, but yeah. <laughs> is it better to work at a job that you love or a job that pays well? <sighs> That's a very loaded question. I I want to say you should do something you love and doesn't pay too well, but at the same time – you have kids and a mortgage. I mean, you're gonna have to take that bullet because <laughs> stuff needs to get done. So I think if you can live off those means, always follow your dreams. Um, if you can't, work the job you hate, save up, and then follow your passions and make that into a business you can like live off of forever. Good advice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> if you can only eat one thing for the rest of your life. What would it be? So that would Can be a it question. be a specific food or a genre of food? Let's go with a genre. I won't be Korean that food. Mean. <laughs> Korean food. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm half Korean anyway, so like, I've been only eating Korean food this whole time at the house. <laughs> so, um, I'm living that question. <laughs> I'm living that question. <laughs> and the final question is: What would motivate you to run a marathon? A million dollars. No, I'm just kidding. Um, She's like the first question. <laughs> yeah. Going back to the first question, sir. Uh, no, I think I'm just really bad at running. So I will walk the hell out of a marathon, let me tell you. But um, if I actually had to run, it would have to be for a cause. I don't. I think I could never run a marathon for myself. Mm -hmm. Just like you should do this because this is you and you can do it. Like, mm -mm, nope. 
hey, it's for cancer. Okay, I'll I'll suffer and I'll push through, you know. So it, I don't think I could do it for myself, though, because I'm like, well, the marathon could be for me or this pint of ice cream could be for me. Who knows, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I just – I'm not a marathon person. Let's just – I will, I will walk for anything, though. Yeah, yeah I like, think I never ran a marathon. I walked – I think the most I've ever done was walk a 3K. <laughs> yeah, like I love walking. I will walk anywhere, especially in Korea. I just loved walking. But, man, running is like a whole nother ball game. Yeah. <laughs> the obstacle course stuff is fun, though. That's pretty cool. But – Gonna walk to the next course and then just like, I'm gonna walk there. Walk the I'll do the one. obstacle course yeah. and then continue walking. Yeah, like congratulations, ma'am. You got the slowest time because uh, you decisively chose not to run anything. You, thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> well, is there anything else you feel that our audience would need to know about you? Um, any parting messages or anything like that? Uh, no, I mean, I'm on social media, anything. So if they wanted to learn anything more, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I'm kind of on Twitter. So how Just, would they find you on those social medias? I am under Kimchi Cosplay. So it's K-I-M-C-H-I, like the food, kimchi, Korean food, mm-hmm. and cosplay with a K, K-O-S-P-L-A-Y. And that's across all platforms? Yes, the Facebook, Twitter, and Sometimes Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on a Patreon uh, just because I had recently some wonderful people come up to me and ask me about prints or supporting me, mm-hmm. which I'm so incredibly flattered by. It, it, you don't understand like how much cons and cosplays can cost a person like yeah. until you start really doing it. Because even me, I was looking at other cosplayers going, yeah, but I mean, you just like it, so you spend money on it, right? You know, but like actually del- delving into it, it's like, oh crap, like a three day con pass is sixty dollars. Oh. And this warbler costs sixty dollars. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, some really great people have reached out to me asking how to support, and I'm incredibly grateful. So I'm working right now on a Patreon that's kind of up, but um, I'm having a horrible time choosing reward tiers. I just don't. Yeah, that, that's, that's really hard because you're like, what do I give away? Yeah, prints are uh, always good, especially if you get the prints created. Yeah, so I've been working more about that and just trying to like. Talking to more photographers, trying to make stuff happen for people. So, yeah, well, hopefully that'll go really well. But, yeah. <laughs> well, let us know once it's up and running. We'll, we'll plug that for you. Thank you so much. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Cosplay Connection. Thank you so much, Jessica, for joining me on this episode. To all of you watching out there, remember to visit templategeek.com for future episodes of this show and other content. And as always, thanks for watching. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Bye.